I will just run through a short uh, topic that may be familiar with some of you. But because this is the message that the Lord has put in my heart for this week, I believe it will come in a special way in your heart. I just want to plead with you to open your heart and really look into what the, the Lord wants to do, wants to say to you today. I have been given a subject of faith and I couldn't make a topic except for that I've been except for that I wrote subject of faith. I will just be talking about faith today. I'll make it brief for all of you to remember this sermon. But I just want us to know that we are here because we've been told that there is a God in heaven. And we are all professing salvation that we have obtained through the death of Jesus Christ. And I can be confident and I know that none of us has been in the times when the apostles of the times that are in the Bible were alive. So we have picked this profession by word of mouth. And we are only able to profess because we have seen tangible evidence that God exists. The first miracle or evidence that we may have is that the world exists. And because the world exists, we also exist. That alone is reason enough to believe that there is a source, there is an origin of something. And then when you try to look around, you see how things behave. Every time I look at a human being, it doesn't matter what age. That's a very sophisticated piece of machinery that can function before you. And you can know that only God, God that I'm talking about, only this one exists. And uh, when you can look at the experiences that people will have time and again, you will also acknowledge that this God is able. Some, just this morning, we've listened to a testimony. I was hoping we were going to have one other a, a, a testimony of what the Lord has done. Because for me, a testimony is not just to say I'm a child of God, but it is to share your experience with God. What God has done and what has really transformed your position from one level of understanding to another level of understanding. That's what exactly we're going to be talking about. And that's what exactly faith is going to be to us. So there is a concrete verse that we always follow when we want, or we use it as a base for description or definition biblically for defining faith. And we find it in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11. We'll read verse, verse 1. But also our request that uh, whoever is going to help us to read also do verse 1, I mean, you'll do verse 1 and then jump to verse number 31 down through verse 40 so that we will have a picture of what I'm going to talk about. Hallelujah. Faith in action. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. By faith the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, 
who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So the scripture we've just read, one is the definition, that it is the assurance of things hoped for. He's reading a different version and the conviction of things that have not been seen. So you are sure of things that you only hope for. And then you have evidence or conviction about things that you have not seen. This is faith. So you exist somewhere in the space. And we, in the last section of our reading, we are reading about many tortures and tribulations or trials that these people who had faith in the religion or in the gospel that we're talking about actually suffered. But because they had hope that this thing is real, they had seen it, that this thing is real, they persevered. Hallelujah. Before I move on, I think you are similar. There are many, many things that you can cite for your life that have really troubled your life. You are not different. But if you hang on, hang in there, hold on to this God, you will succeed. Some lost their lives. They lived in caves. They were running day and night because of this faith. But they survived. They made it to heaven. Now, so when you read this chapter, you also find many heroes of faith. Some of them, one of them actually cited as having not died or seen death, basically because he was so consistent and so attached in the faith that God thought it's not good for him to see death. That is the power of faith. It can change God, God's principles. Hmm? Anything that you think are normal, God can do abnormally because of faith. Hallelujah. The message also gives faith as the central feature uh, or I would say it gives confidence as the central feature for, for, for existing within the system or the government of Christ. You have confidence in what you are holding on. People may come and shake you, but if you have seen it, you are convicted, you have conviction within yourself, then you are confident that where I am, I belong. Hallelujah. That is faith. So, in other words, what I mean is, there is an element of resolute. You have to make a decision. 
that I'm where I am because I have to be where I am. This is often the battle that we face. Everything, and when we talk about what the devil is doing day in and day out, is to shake you away from your position of faith. Any temptation that will come in your way is actually to try and get you out. And God, the devil is making sure that every single day there's something that comes to take you out of your faith, your position. So now, it is very important for you now to know what you confess. Know the system to the fundamentals. Know it to the foundations. Because it is only then that when the test and trials go higher or can get hotter, you will be able to go deeper. Hallelujah. Because you know what you are picking or what you are carrying, it means to you. These people had a hope that when they die, they will see God. And they suffered every temptation and tribulation. And they made it. Abraham is one of them. He had to leave his family and go to a place that he never knew. But because the God that he had faith in had spoken, he followed his instruction. And he went there. He was given promises time and again. One of the promises was that from his loins will come a nation so mighty and so big, so numerous, that it could be, not, it could be likened to the sand of the sea. And here he is. The wife is getting old. She gets to us all this 100 years. I mean, he gets to us all this 100 years. But the Lord has spoken. Hallelujah. Even when Sarah suggested that maybe another child, a child could be born through the slave, God rejected the child. Because he had made a promise directly to Abraham that from your loins and from your wife. This is the God we have. Faith. What has God spoken to your life? What have you known from the scripture? Because that which God has spoken to you, that's what accounts for where you should be. Hallelujah. Are you getting me? That's what exactly accounts for where you should be. Hallelujah. Faith means, I mean, faith means putting your trust in God and having confidence that he will fulfill all his promises to you. It doesn't matter how big or how small they are. He said he will heal you. And that doesn't mean he will only heal you when you get to church. He said, no condition, but I will heal you. He said, by my stripes you are healed. That's the promise that he has given you. And faith says you clip onto that. And say, you said you will heal me. That's why I enjoy reading the scripture, because it gives everything that God has spoken. It's actually the word of God, and it brings everything to life. Hallelujah. It brings everything to life. What he has said shall surely come. That's what I always use when I'm going to preach. I said, Lord, you have said we should go and make people disciples. So I'm going now to make people disciples. So I don't care. When I call the altar call and nobody come, comes up, I know I've left disciples there. Because that is what I've been instructed and it is a promise that if I go out, they will become disciples. When I go into my prayer closet and I pray for people, it doesn't matter how much time it takes for them to change. Because God says, when you pray, 
I will answer. He answers. Hallelujah. That's faith. So faith gives the strength as well. It gives you strength. With the inner resolve that you have, it gives you strength to withstand any turmoil that may come in your life. Any turmoil that may come in your life. It may come through your closest person, but you withstand it. I said to you, you remember the con 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 confession that you've made to Christ. You've positioned yourself to stand in a situation where you say, I will not move. So however and whatever comes, you resolve that I will not move. So any, any wind that blows from any direction, it shouldn't move you as a, Christ, as a, child, a child of God. And should you find yourself having, having moved from that position, that's why we have a channel of confession. Are you with me? So your, your decision or your mind should always be set on the point that I want to be somebody that is in a position that is right with God. So should anything, sometimes there's doubt. It doesn't have to be a sin. Just doubt. That's, you know, if uh, Margaret Dube had doubted the day this pain started re reemerging, that would have been something that would have actually taken her from the receiving that she received last week. But she said, no, go away, devil. And it left. It was basically a trial. But let's test her today. How many times have we com compromised and reversed God, what God has done in our lives just because we have doubt? I'm just speaking about doubt. We have a property somewhere uh, that God spoke to us and he gave us somewhere in 2015, I think, 2015, 2016, the farm. And I had not, no pre or anything of this gift. And we were just praying and then the prophet of God just mentioned that, do you know there's a property that you'll get uh, that will come your way in the shortest time possible. Receive it, accept it, it's yours. Okay. And then when I came, I was out of the country. When I came back, I started looking for it. Every time, everywhere I was driving, I was marking them because I was given the distance and everything. I started marking the distance, identifying, trying to look at places I like. And when it came, it was something that I had never imagined in my life. The challenges that have come with that property, you won't believe it. But it came to a point where I said, Lord, and even sometimes in my prayers, I said, Lord, I had not asked for this, but you said you are giving it to us. So do your way. The miracles that I'm picking every day and night, because this is something that comes from God. What has God given you? Don't let it go. It is yours. And if it comes directly from the heart of God, the devil will do everything to steal it from you. Bear that in mind. Every gift that comes from God, the devil wants to dive, to remove it from you so that you doubt God. That's his own purpose. I mean, his sole purpose. So that you doubt God in your heart. Hallelujah. Faith will help us navigate life in a way that makes less, life less frightening. It gives us confidence. I think I've mentioned but somehow it will give you bravery. 
you can face and confront situations at any point in time. There are situations where you have to go and visit your sick relative. Faith says you can call upon the name of God and pronounce something on that person. That's faith. But the Bible doesn't say that it's only pastors that will pray for people. It said pray. So any situation that is confronting your life, you face it with bravery. You say, I want to conquer this, this situation. Sometimes Christians will actually, pastor, as you are, the church is growing, you will see that there will be a habit of people depending on the pastor. Some people will choose not to pray for their lives and wait for Sunday to come. Discourage that. Because faith it comes from within yourself. And you have to deal with things, issues for your growth. Hallelujah. So when the, the church gets, most of the time, the miracle performing churches, the church, the pastor becomes overwhelmed. Anything, people are feeling a slight headache because they haven't taken water. They call the pastor, pastor, I have a short headache. The pastor prays. Hallelujah. Faith is something that comes from within yourself. So faith is so important because it means it is a means by which we also have a relationship with God. It creates a relationship with God. This is what we have started when in my introduction. Actually, we are Christians because we believe in the message that we have been given. So we get closer to God every day from the scripture. As we see the mighty things that have happened, as he commands, as he enlightens us, we get closer to him. So we, we, we actually perfect our relationship with him every time. That's where now the old, once you have this scripture in your heart, then the Holy Spirit, for any situation that you face or you confront, the Holy Spirit will bring up a situation that is similar to what you, you have picked up in the scripture. That's why as a child of God, if you don't follow the scripture, if you don't read the scripture, it is a dangerous exercise for you. Because you become vulnerable. You don't have the weapons that will gear you to fight the devil successfully. I hope the church is with me. So it is important. It's a means by, our, by which our relationship is perfected. For by God's grace, we have been saved through faith. So we are coming there, we have been saved through faith. We are coming to God because of the grace that he has given us. And we even have faith that we've been given grace. Actually, when you follow the New Testament, you will find that whereas the Old Testament was about the children of Israel and everything that was happening was over them, the New Testament actually brings in Gentiles that are coming in with a lot of relaxation of the mosaic laws. Because God wants us to be incorporated. And as we are being incorporated, we are actually finding grace. And fortunately, God is doing great exploits by us who are Gentiles. Hallelujah. Because we have received the faith. So, with that also, faith makes us to receive the benefits of what we have actually attached ourselves to. I've already highlighted that you can pray, but there are many things. The Bible says 
So it's ask and you shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Why? Because this is a promise that God is committed to make your life so comfortable. It is comfortable in the storm. He makes your life so comfortable in the storm, in the turbulence. God makes your life so comfortable. So what you do is you make sure you come to him every time. You make your request known to him. And sometimes you make your appreciations known to him. Because Christianity is not about asking to God always. Sometimes you just go. That's why there is the subject of praise. You go and praise God. Just to say, Lord, thank you. You glorify him. You magnify him. You magnify him. You tell him why you are so excited. That's it. And he loves that. Why does the Bible say David is a man after his own heart? It's because David literally believed that God is the only source and the only anchor of his life. And any success, he will attribute it to God and he will give praises to him. And any problems, he will still attribute it to God. Interestingly also, for any war that he will go and fight, he will go and ask God, should I attack this nation? Will I win? That's an important step for a child of God, if you've got faith in the God that you are talking about, do you consult him for any decisions? How much does God know about your life that has been I mean, reported by yourself? Many Christians take decisions and they wake up and do everything that, and then when problems come, they remember there is God who can solve the problems. Some of the problems we actually create ourselves. Because we've decided to half implement our faith in God. Our oh, hallelujah. You decide to leave God behind and you've plunged yourself into problems. And then when the problems face you back, then you run to God. You know, some troubles we've, we've created ourselves. And God allows us to learn from those situations. You land into a problem that will last you 20 years because you failed to consult God before you indulged. It is a foundation. Okay, simply faith it means relying completely on Jesus who has done and made our path right, or our relationship right with God. I want to emphasize this reliance. I've just mentioned reporting to him. And then you rely on him. That's why, as a Christian, it's important to ask for your spiritual ears to be open. For your spiritual eyes to be open. Because those things literally give you a step-by-step -step walk with God. You are able to stop when God says stop. You are able to see when there is danger and you know how to speak to God for that danger. So as a child of God, it's not about pay, pay, praying for cars, big houses, wives or husbands, spouses or money. It's about your spiritual growth. Let me hear you, O oh God. Let me hear you when it matters. That's faith.
Because when I hear you, when it matters, I will make the right decision where I have to. I will have the patience to wait when God has said wait because I have faith. Eh? I rely upon him. There's this particular opportunity that is so lucrative for me to grab. But God has said wait. And when he says wait, as a child of God, you let it go. Oftentimes, anything that God says wait for is preventing damage for your life, over your life. And the time you wait, it's a benefit for you. There are times when you go for the most rejected gift that comes from God, but just because it comes from God. God is very, very particular about your size of mouth. How much you can bite. What circumstances surround you. And he will give you exactly what suits your situation. And you'll grow in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, one last thing that I want to highlight is that faith, from everything that I've said, did you know that faith moves the heart of God? Did you know that? They, in Mark chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible talks about a group of men that were looking for an entrance into a temple or a tabernacle. They were bringing the sick man. They wanted him to be prayed for by Jesus. But because it was so packed, they only had to let him come through the roof. Hmm? And when Jesus healed that man, he said, because of the faith of these people that have brought you, be healed. There are many situations like that, that God has done. Because of the faith that you have. Many times, when you read the book of Genesis, Exodus, you read about the children of Israel when they are at loggerheads with, with, the, with God. And Moses go to plead with God. He changes the situation. Eh? Because God is God that listens. But when you talk to him, it moves him. Moses would plead with him because of the faith he had in him. He would tell him and he would change his mind. You can do it. You are still the same Christian that comes through the birth by the blood of Jesus Christ. So situations to you are small even when they look big because you've got faith. Hallelujah. So it moves God into action. It encourages also other people. When we see you demonstrating faith, we're encouraged. So in other words, we have to see something in you. Faith has actions. Then James chapter 2, verse 17 down through 19. It tells you that a body without life, I mean a body without actions is dead. So is faith. If your faith has no actions, then it is dead. We must see the faith in you, yielding results, bringing convictions to other people who may doubt. 
that this is true, this is real. And it is only when you really, really stick into it that we can see it. It has actions, it has results that we have to see. The testimonies that we expect you to bring must be the outcome of the faith that you have applied in situations good and bad. Did you know that when you have faith and you rely on Jesus Christ, you can actually literally ask God when you get to a Woolworth, which clothes should I buy? Which section of the shop should I go into? It sounds, sounds so trivial, but you know what it can save you from? It can save you from the stuff that have been paid, prayed for by the demonic clusters. Things that can actually bring chaos into your life. God stops those things if you rely entirely on God. There are people that have testimonies where because I listened to God, I had to abort a trip. And lo and behold, that trip was marked for a horrible accident. But there are blessings also that we have received by waiting on God. I want to challenge you as a child of God. You still have an opportunity. Just connect correctly about this faith. Apply it correctly in your life. It will work wonders for you. There are situations that will turn around. That would not have otherwise prevailed. You know? Because you have faith in God. There are a couple of faith types of faith that I want to bring up that you have to be aware of. I've already mentioned one that you can have dead faith. Faith without results. Faith without actions. I don't know what type of faith you've been professing since you were born again. But if you have no, nothing to place your hand on, it's time you really check your faith. Make it work. Make it work. The book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 19, talks about the, fru the, 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 the fruits of the flesh, and the fruit of the Spirit. It first takes about the actions to the flesh, and then it will give you the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. When it gives you the fruits of the Spirit, they come from faith. The dynamics that you go through as a Christian, when you get into situations that are testing, you yield fruits. And the book of Hebrews chapter 6, I think it's verse 11, it says a good soil will be soil that receives rain and brings out a growth of fruits, of trees, that will fruit trees that will be eaten by people. That soil is blessed. But a soil that will bring out fruits that are not eatable or that are not edible, then that soil is cursed. What type of a soil are you? How much have you applied your faith? What can you point that has worked from the faith? What are the results of your faith? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this dead faith, it exists. I've already mentioned the verse, the verse James chapter 2, verse 7. 17, sorry. But there's also demonic faith. James also teaches that even demons believe and shudder and shudder at the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 19 of chapter 2 of James. 
their faith is, is only intellectual. In other words, they just believe they know. It's like they know that there is a key that opens to the door. Although they do, they have no doubt that Jesus is the son of the living God. They still rebelliously choose to serve different masters. Yes, they have their own destination, of course. But they, this situation can actually exist among Christians. Where you are a Christian, you've heard the statutes, you've been told the precepts of God, and you choose not to follow them. Your faith is influenced by the demons. And if I was teaching, if I was doing a Bible study, I would go into that and show you why I'm saying that. Because I mentioned to you that every time, you must, you must know as a child of God, every day, every time you wake up, the devil has lined up traps for you so that you move from your faith. Until the time you sleep, the same thing, until you die. That's why the Bible says, you sinner, I will follow you up to, up to your grave. Because God is waiting for an opportunity for you to make a decision. Hallelujah. So if you forget about that, the demons will take over and give you demonic faith. You will know the truth, but you will not follow the truth. They sometimes also vain faith. In other words, faith that is not there. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 21 and 20, to 23, says, some will say, Lord, Lord, open the door. But God will say, get out of my sight. I never knew you. This is the most dangerous. And Christians fall trap into this one. They find themselves in the house. of It's like being in the, in, the, in the troops. Every day they are going to exercise. You are with them. But you are not in the register of employees. So when they are paid, you are not there. You are not in the list. There are some Christians actually that have that particular life. They are leading vain faith. They are busy for nothing. Wasting time. That's a wrong way to go to hell, or a wrong reason. You forget, you stop doing all the sins that you can enjoy, and then you still get lost. My God, let it not happen to any one of us. Vain faith. Some people will be disowned by God, and only those who actually do the will of God will be permitted end. That's what the Bible says. Remember, if I say the will of God, the faith calls for the will of God to rule your life. You die. Your person die completely. And God takes over. That's why when he says stop, you stop. When he says sit down, you sit down. When he says go and confess, you go. When you go and apologize, you go. Even if it embarrasses you, God has spoken are you with me? You die. Yourself die. That is faith. Let's not live vain faith in Jesus' name. I love this one, saving faith. John chapter 3, verse 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him 
shall be saved. Whosoever, John 12, says those that have been called, they've received Christ, they've been given power to be called the children of God. Hallelujah. So you're a special individual. As you have received Christ, you begin to be a special individual. Hallelujah. As you live by the saving faith, you will supernaturally produce goods. Or I would say you will supernaturally produce good faith, good fruits, works, and evidence that you are no longer a slave to sin. As you live by the saving faith, you will supernaturally produce good fruit, works, and evidence that you are no longer a slave to sin. This is your call as a child of God. As you live through this saving, saving faith, you will be supernatural in everything that you do. Where others doubt, you will have confidence that you will win. Where others are failing, you will overcome. Where others are dead, you will live. Where others are sick, you will be healed. This is your confidence in Christ. I want to invite the church today to stand up. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I pray, I don't know what has been going through your life. I'm sure you've been making your line. You've been checking your life. You've been clearing yourself. You've been cleaning. And you've made decisions. I just want to pray now. For anybody that says, Lord, sharpen my faith. Lord, I've really misused this opportunity. Can you plug me correctly? I want to pray for somebody that wants to say that today. And somebody that says, Lord, my faith has not yielded any results. There are no good works. From today, I want my faith to show that I belong to you. I want to pray with somebody that, that will say that. So that as you go out of this place, you have the confidence that today I'll, from today I will be demonstrating what my relationship with God means to the world. Hallelujah. Can we close our eyes? If you have that request of the things that I've mentioned, just show by your hand, just show by your hand that, Lord, I just need your supernatural strength. I want to plug into this faith. Let this faith demonstrate that I am your child. Hallelujah. 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 I just want to pray. Please raise your hands. Let's close our eyes. I want us to raise our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've made a decision. Lord, this faith must do something for me. Hallelujah. I'm praying now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for such a topic that you've spoken to us today. It's a big topic. It's a very wide topic. But you've chosen to speak to us the way you have today. They are your children that have raised their hands today. And they are saying, Lord, we want a special dispensation. We want to demonstrate that this faith is a working power. We want to actually testify that this faith is a new force that can make wonders in our lives. Today, Father, they're making a decision.
make this resolution work in the name of Jesus Christ. As they do whatever they do, O oh God, remind them of this decision today. There are many others, Father, that have been working through confessions. They've been looking and reflecting on their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, O oh God, that you touch them today. They are going to be speaking new things. Let this word that you have given us every day, O oh God, begin to manifest new things as we go into a dimension of faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I thank you that situations that have been our pitfalls before are now becoming our stepping stones. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you that as we walk out of this place today, you are cre creating a new pathway for us to know and to live to be a testimony that you are alive. We thank you, Father, this evening, I mean this morning, and we thank you for your word that you have spoken to us. Let it kick life in our lives. Let it sprinkle uh, and spark the fire that we deserve, that we need to, uh, to, we ought to receive every day in the name of Jesus Christ. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our minds, open our hearts, that we can be in the right position every time. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, as we begin this week, oh God, we request that you make us a new people. Make us a people of victory. Make us a people of faith. Make us a people of, of, of that honor your name in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.